Welcome to Empowered for Life, a weekly audio podcast with Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, teaching the Bible with clarity and relevance, tackling today's topics and issues, bringing healing and restoration into the lives of hurting people. Hello, greetings and welcome. I'm your host, Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, here with podcast episode number 22. Accessing Kingdom Teachings That Relate to Daily Living. Hello, greetings and welcome. I'm your host, Pastor Dr. Dwight A. Smith, here for another podcast episode. Today we want to embark on a journey and begin to look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We want to begin looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, 23 it reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. In Galatians 5, 22, the word fruit is singular in contrast to the deeds or the works of the flesh, which are plural. The singular would suggest oneness and unity opposed to disorder, disarray, and fragmentation. Looking here at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we see that there are nine aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. When we think of this fruit, we're not looking at nine different fruits, but we're looking at one fruit with nine manifestations, such as a cluster of grapes, how one cluster would grow on a vine. There are nine manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit. This fruit is manifested as a result of one living their life with the Holy Spirit. Fruit is a result of life, such as the vine, the branch, and the stem must be healthy and life must pass through it in order that fruit can grow. First, there's the bud that appears, then the blossom, and then finally, the fruit. In order for fruit to mature, there are natural forces that play an important role or part. Proper weather, such as rain and sunshine, must also cooperate, otherwise there is no delicious fruit. Fruit can only mature when all of these elements are working together. Otherwise, the fruit will be stunted, underdeveloped, it will shrivel and be sour. We also should remember that fruit takes time to grow. For instance, it takes tribulations to develop patience. In Romans chapter 5, verse 3, it tells us that tribulation worketh patience. In our lives, we are to be fruit producers. We are to produce fruit. As a matter of fact, God is looking for much fruit from all of us. If our lives are to be fruit producing, we must be prepared to face all that is necessary to be fruitful. 
In John chapter 15, verse 5, it reads, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we see here that it is imperative. It's important that we remain in the vine. Jesus is the vine. So we must remain in the vine in order to bear the fruit that is necessary as fruit-bearing Christians should, or as sons of God should. Some fruit trees require severe treatment in order to be fruitful. When weather conditions are dry, the trees pull its roots deeper into the ground in search of moisture. Very few Christians would recognize the importance of periods of time that we call droughts. As was just mentioned with the trees, when the weather is dry, the roots dig deeper into the ground in search of water. Even in the winter, when it seems as if the trees are dead because there is no leaves or fruit on the trees, the roots are continuing to grow during the winter seasons. And it is to the degree that the roots grow under the ground that the tree in the coming year grows above the ground. About you, are you deeply rooted in Christ Jesus? Depending on how deep your roots are will determine how much you grow. So it is important that you allow your roots to be deep in Christ. As believers, though, we are prone to murmur and complain during the dry seasons. We find fault in many things during those times and don't realize that our Heavenly Father is observing us to see how we are growing during those seasons and watching to see whether or not we remain faithful and continue to walk by faith. One other thing we must look at as well, fruit trees sometimes require pruning. That is the cutting away of excess branches. For believers, the cutting away of excess branches can be painful. But we must understand that only the husbandman knows what needs to be pruned. For he prunes those who produce some fruit, but not much fruit. And so the branches that are fruitless, he cuts them away. Look at John's Gospel, chapter 5, verse number 2. He cuts away every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. God's desire is that you not only bear fruit, but that you bear much fruit. And so the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives to you so that you can be fruitful. For we see only the Father, God the Father, the husbandman, can cut away the branches that are fruitless. For those branches that are cut away are gathered and thrown into the fire. So we see here that the husbandman does everything necessary to help make every tree fruitful. In order for us to be fruitful, sometimes the husbandman, God the Father, may allow storms to come into our life. And the storms would come so that it would drive our roots deeper in our relationship with him. Sometimes even as 
as the frost would come and freezing the blossoms because they may be in excess, but they will never fully mature. So the frost would freeze them. And so God also allows the sun, the rain, the heat of the day and storms to come in our lives. For the Bible tells us that God reigns on the just and the unjust the same. And sometimes we don't understand why we're going through certain things in our life. But it is in those times that we are going through that it is important for us to look to the Father, to look to God, to look to the Lord Jesus the Christ. For the Bible tells us that we are to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding that in all of our ways we are to acknowledge him and let him direct our path. So the husbandman knows exactly what we need in order to bring us to a place of being fruitful. And sometimes he allows things to occur. It does not mean that he puts them on you, but he permits them to happen. And through all of this, we must remember that the husbandman is looking for the trees to be fruitful. So when the fruit trees branches become too heavy, he will prop up the branches to make sure that they will not fall or lay on the ground because the fruit will not develop properly. When the fruit begins to ripen, he will chase away the fowl that would come and try to eat the fruit. He will not pick the fruit before it's ripe. Then when the time for harvest comes, then he will harvest the fruit. So the husbandman is looking for us to be fruitful. So we see the fruit of the Spirit is a direct result of life. It's Christ's flowing and being manifested in the life of a believer. And so the fruit developed as a result of what we go through in life. Look at John's gospel, chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me or remain in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abides or remains in the vine. No one can except he remain or abide in me. Here Jesus is saying that in order for you to be fruitful, just like you have to remain on the vine, the fruit has to remain on the vine in order for it to become fully developed. We must remain in him. That word abide Abiding means communing, communication. It means to have communion, fellowship, communication with Jesus Christ on a consistent basis. It means we fellowship with him every day. Where fruit is lacking, it means that there's a lack of communication. There's a lack of abiding. And as a result of a lack of communication and a lack of abiding in Jesus Christ, there is a lack of fruit. Growing and ripening is a result of depending upon and abiding in the vine. It is there we draw our nutrition from the vine in order to be fruitful. So we must remember to abide, to dwell, to remain in, to continue to draw life. We must remain in Christ. We must remain in the word of God. We must study the word. We must live by the word. We must apply the principles of the word in our everyday life in order that we can become fruit bearers, bearing 
bearing much fruit. As you remain and continue to draw upon Christ, the fruit becomes evident. It cannot be hidden. We must remember that bearing fruit, the likeness of Christ, is the work of the Holy Spirit in every believer's life. He must work this out and develop this fruit through the redemptive human vessels. Time is absolutely necessary. So that means it takes time for this fruit to be developed. It takes time. The Holy Spirit comes in and he manifests And through the adversity, through the trouble, through the trials, the disappointments that occurs in our life, he is at work in us, developing the fruit of the Spirit, even as we are going through these things in life. I think it is important to note here that the fruit of the Spirit is not evident immediately upon receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes in, even though he comes and manifests with the evidence of speaking in other or unknown tongues, the Holy Spirit does not make manifest or does not bring the evidence of these fruit right away. For these fruit, the fruit of the Spirit must be matured, and it is a result of living the God kind of life, the Zoe. It's a result of walking out this life with Christ. It's a result of spending time in the Word of God. It's a result of spending time and fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, as we grow in our relationship with him, as we go through the challenges and the trials of life, the fruit of the Spirit is being manifest in us. It does not mean that the fruit does not come in or with the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit, when he comes in, he is the complete package. He is the fullness of the God hid in us. He is the power of God. He is equal in power with God. So everything is there with him when he comes in, but we must understand that everything isn't released immediately. So we look in the natural just as a tree being planted does not produce fruit the very next day, that it takes time for a tree to produce fruit, that we must also remember it takes time for us to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And so we must walk out our Christian walk with the Lord, and as we continue to do that, then we will see the maturity of our lives in Christ. Then we will see the development of the fruit of the Spirit. Then we will see as the fruit begins to ripen and to mature, and then we will recognize after some point in our lives that we have developed the fruit of the Spirit. If we were quick-tempered and everything that was said or done to us caused us to explode and uh, uh, to respond in rage, the Holy Spirit will begin to work in us to develop long-suffering. 
the ability to be patient and not to explode, the ability to hear things and not allow them to have the same impact or response in our life, understanding then that we are not who they say we are, or it's not what they say about us that is so important, but it is what the Father says to us about us. And we will begin to live based on who he says we are. For he says that the earth is moaning and groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the earth is waiting for us to arise to that place where we begin to live as the sons of God, where we begin to manifest the power and the ability of God in the earth where we began to live and to radiate and to imitate the glory of the only begotten son of the father who was full of grace and truth. And we too must walk in that grace and truth and live by that. So we must realize that it is important that we work through the process. Don't feel because you have not arrived yet just you just need to throw your hands up and and give up and throw in the towel that you've lost the battle no 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 you have not lost the battle you have not lost the fight you have the power of God the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside of you you have a counselor who will give you advice and help you to make the right choices and decisions you have a helper who will empower you, give you the ability. He will help you through difficult situations in your life. He will help you through, let me put it this way, a minefield so that you will walk through not stepping on a mine, but safely arrive on the other side. But you must remember that in order for this to occur, you have to maintain your fellowship with the vine. You have to stay in the vine. He says, except you remain in me, except you abide in me, except you're communicating with me, except you're fellowshipping with me. So it must be daily fellowship and communication with God the Father, with God the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. It must must be continuous fellowship and communication in order for us to obtain the power and the ability, the wisdom and the knowledge, the insight and the understanding that we need in order to be fruitful and to be successful. For we must abide in him. As we abide in him, we are pursuing holiness and sanctification. And yes, these are obtainable. Some people say you can't be holy or you can't be sanctified. That is not truth. The truth of the matter is God would never have said be holy if he did not give the ability to be holy. He would never tell you to sanctify yourself if sanctification was not possible. So then we must pursue holiness and sanctification. We must pursue it through soul searching. We must pursue it through confession, confessing 
our faults and our sin. We must pursue it by seeking and longing and yielding to the Holy Spirit. We must never let a day go by when we are not seeking to be in the presence of the Lord at some point in the day. If we stop and think about it for a moment, even going back into Genesis where God would come down every day at the cool of the day and walk with Adam, we would see that God's desire there is to fellowship with man. His desire is to commune with man. And as a result of that, he would meet with Adam every day. I wonder, do you have a place where you and God meet daily? I wonder, do you have a place where you and God fellowship on a day-to-day basis where you can talk to him and then listen to see what he would say to you. I wonder, is there a place where you spend time in the word of God, reading the word? I'm not talking about reading chapters or books daily, but I'm talking about reading maybe just a simple verse every day to spend some time in the word of God and then meditating on that verse, thinking about it, muttering it, reciting it over and over again to see what God would say to you through that verse. For we must pursue him. We must pursue him. He is pursuing us and we must pursue him. And as we pursue him, we will find that on a day-to-day basis, we will grow and we will mature and we will be sanctified. To be sanctified means to be set apart. We are set apart from sin and set apart unto God. So we want to be set apart from those things that will be destructive to our life. We want to be set apart from those things that will cause a breach in our relationship with God. We want to be set apart from those things that will cause us not to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So we pursue him and therefore we separate ourselves from sin. Just as we separate ourselves from sin, we separate ourselves unto him. And so we chase after him, even as the song says, I'm chasing after you. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after you. When you begin to really fall in love with him, your soul longs for the fellowship. It longs for the communication. It longs for that period of time where you are spending time with him and he's spending time with you and you begin to experience the peace of God that comes upon you and the joy of the Lord bubbling over down deep down in your spirit and you know that every burden and every trial that you've been carrying all the weight and heaviness that you've been carrying has been lifted off of your shoulders just because you have chosen to enter in into his presence and spend time with him. I wonder, do you experience that? Have you been searching to get into the presence of the Lord and looking for an opportunity where you can release the cares of life and have him give you the shalom, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and to fill you with the joy of the Lord that nothing seems to shake you or move you. I'm talking about 
about walking in a relationship with the Holy God and having him impart to you the fruit of the Holy Spirit as you are fellowshipping and communing with and abiding in him daily. Thank you for tuning in to Empower for Life. If you're ready to shake off religion and tradition, to be, to do, and to have everything God purposed for you, then continue to tune in as we answer your questions and reveal to you the mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God. Feel free to email us your questions and prayer requests at TV at aol.com. That's TV at aol.com. Or visit us online at www.empoweredforlife.tv. Again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing your word.